Luther Manhole, and with me are co-hosts Reagan Bush and Brian Manning. This is Across the Puniverse, a podcast dedicated to examining the filmography of Maverick auteur Albert Pune. What's up, guys? Yo. What's going on? <laughs> uh, before we get into stuff, uh, we want to announce that we have an email address, acrossthepuniverse at gmail.com. Uh, if anyone has any comments or critiques, or if anyone has completed the cyborg challenge, please contact us there. The cyborg challenge uh, is, of course, uh, scoring the entire movie Cyborg as if it were a silent film. At least one person needs to do this. I think our guest today maybe would be interested in this idea as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and we have uh, a guest today. Alice from Elizabeth Color Wheel. Welcome, Alice. Who is absolutely going to do that shit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm you... so excited. That is like exactly what needs what I need in my life. Yeah, if you yeah. want an insane project to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, you know, without getting too into it, that, that fulfills, that checks a lot of boxes for me, I'll say. Cyborg's fun, too. It's, yeah. uh, it's better than the movie uh, we watched this week, I'd say. Uh, oh, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, doubt it. That's the kind of that's the kind of energy I'm happy to have here today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna get positive. We're we're yeah. pretty pro- positive on this show in general. I'd say yeah. we are very uh, positive. so far. We've been skewed very positive. It's uh, not a hater podcast by any means. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean. I am a hater myself. Personally, Same. But I yeah. will say. I think we might all be haters. I'm incredibly. I'm yeah. I, but I'm incredibly sure. excited about about this movie i'm a lover too though yeah yeah, yeah. And i gotta fight the hater within mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah anyway. absolutely uh did uh did you guys watch anything other than pune stuff this week oh let me bring my hater on i i tried to watch the uh new willow show uh, okay <laughs> willow is yeah. a very classic movie for me uh from my childhood i've watched Kaya! it a million times i fucking Kaya! love that movie he always yeah. shouts that throughout the movie yeah anyway but yeah. the show was mad mardigan huge... yeah <laughs> dude mad mardigan i don't know if there's ever been a better better name in a movie and kilmer kills it in that movie yeah that movie fucking rules yeah i've heard the new thing sucks right it's very very bad yeah, uh, it just like immediately is totally different tone, uh, totally nothing even remotely related to the original movie other than having Willow in it. But it just feels like a CW show, really. It has that vibe to it where oh, sick! <laughs> it's like a YA thing, like modern YA. Uh, so everyone's like really like smooth, and the color grading is like really gray and. Like, All their clothes were just bought at Target like yeah, 45 minutes exactly. before you saw them. They're like, the tags are still on them. It's more just like how people like talk to each other that feels like the CW <laughs> shit to me. And like, I, I just was not a show for me. And I was, I went in with very low expectations and they just like came in way under. Oh, that's and awesome. Just like, I, yeah, definitely not going to finish it. Uh, well, and yeah, it sucked. If anything, I hope that this sends Warwick back into 
his leprechaun duds one more time. Oh man, I would <laughs> yeah. love that. It'll come. It'll happen. I'm glad Warwick Davis is getting work. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. There, like, yeah. he's great. I love he's him. a legend. He's great and everything. And uh, he's he is proud of Leprechaun. So I don't think that yeah. I don't think it's like unreasonable. Yeah, I fucking love the Leprechaun movies. No, it's not making fun of them. Yeah, no, he's great in this. He's great. Uh, I mean, I guess we don't have to go into it too hard. Uh, Ray oh, Gunn and I, I, I did. Okay, we bit. can. Uh, yeah. Yo, come on, do it. <laughs> Let's hear it. I dare you. Ray Gunn and I did go. We did. <laughs> we did go see Avatar two uh, to date this because this will come out a few months from now. Colon the way of water. Yeah, colon the way of water. We did experience the way of water uh, in high frame rate three D IMAX at the uh, the IMAX and in, in, here in Moore, Oklahoma, and. Uh, yeah, I hated it. It was uh, people love it. A lot of people that I'm friends with really love it. Um, I th- at one point while watching it, Ray looked at me and said, "This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen," <laughs> and then I laughed. <laughs> it was just like I don't know. It, it's it's really it's really punishing. I think its biggest fault is just that it looks like shit. And in a movie that I knew was gonna like. Um, be really bad story wise or just like hard to watch just with how like uh bad the dialogue was i was just hoping to at least have a light show you know uh and i did think i mean the middle of the movie had some cool stuff in the water i guess (laughs) but (laughs) i'm gonna say was it at least wet it takes a over an hour or more to get wet well oh see The first like hour is like dark jungle footage, and especially when I'm sitting there with like 3D glasses on, and I can like see the light of the projector behind me and the reflection of the 3D glass. I'm just like, I don't know. I did not. I felt the opposite of immersed. It it just all looked like shit to me. It, It being like this variable high frame rate thing, so it's not just like it's high frame rate all the time, like Gemini Man or like that Hobbit movie or whatever that did that. Like it's. Uh, it seems like every time it's underwater, it's like doubled the frames, like 48 frames instead of 24. Mm. And then you would think, oh, well, then just above water, it'll be 24 if they're going to switch. But no, sometimes above water, it's also high frames. And sometimes it'll be like a scene with people talking and it's just like shifting between the high frame rate and the low frame rate like five or six times in a scene. That would drive me nuts. It looks like it's rendering. It does. It looks like like weird. It looks like a like a a game that can't. It's like on an old GPU. It's like it can't be run well. It's like when I try and play any new game on my computer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it runs at sixty a little bit, but then once you know some shit starts happening, it's like down to yeah. 10 once, FPS. It get, once it gets down to you know the important stuff, it's like oh wait, hold on, it's gonna be a little fucked up, you know. But don't sweat it. Like here's something about it. Um, I was talking to some friends about it who loved it people that uh luther manhole knows sean and abe i'll just say their names on the podcast people who like good movies that i like they do i, I like good, both they're dear friends of mine and they're sometimes movie, people betray you you know they're movie guys <laughs> yeah but they loved it and they were all talking about well didn't you think sigourney weaver's performance was super good and i was like was she even in the movie and they're like she was the teenage girl i was like well but she's not in the movie. Like, there's only one person that's in the movie. It's a teenage boy who Spider. has who's white and has dreadlocks. 
His name is Spider. That's the, he's the only person that's in the movie. Oh, that rocks. The rest of it is like he looks like George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser. It, like it's it looks so unbelievably b- bad. Like any time that Spider is on screen, that like it, <laughs> I I like I truly can't believe like what I was looking at that that this is like serious. But Spider, at least, is a real person. Like I don't know, <laughs> I Avatar is like. Why go out and film it? It's like Toy Story. Like make yeah. it like Toy yeah. Story. Or make it like like up. Don't they go to the jungle in that movie? Yeah. Eventually in well, up. Yeah. Like well, I mean Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, so it's like this whole thing, right? I mean, I, if I get what you're pointing at, right? It's like there's this whole thing where it's like you look at this thing, right? It's got like millions of dollars behind it and like hundreds of people all involved in making this, you know, purportedly spectacular thing. And then it doesn't even embrace the medium at all. You got like just like some kind of like blue people running around the jungle. That's all they do with it. You know, like why not make it like actually like spectacular? Like why not like embrace the fact that you're going to like take the time to I don't know, make this fucking travesty, but you could at least like make it like really wild, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I there's more personality in something like Alien from LA from nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, exactly. By Albert Pune <laughs> than Avatar well, Two. Damn it, that was a great water. transition, but I before before, <laughs> yeah, we, no, no, yeah. before we get away, I just wanna say I'm not a hater. I just I thought it wasn't good. It didn't. The water didn't look good. He made a movie about centered around water that I love. That I rank four out of four stars or thumbs up on the scale here. The Abyss. The Abyss is an yeah, amazing, this is a great movie, an That's amazing awesome. movie. And the aliens look weird and cool. They're all like puppets and shit. It's been in resolution hell for a long time. Yeah. It's been like. Uh, you can only watch it in low quality. Like if you like rent the abyss on mm-hmm. uh, Amazon Prime or whatever, it's like fucking 480 or something. It sucks. Wow. Uh, there needs to be like a 4K of the abyss that comes out because that movie does fucking rock super hard. Like it's it's amazing. It, you're right, but you're also right about uh, Alien <laughs> from LA being a superior <laughs> film to Avatar Two. Yeah, the way of absolutely. Water. I kept so, thinking yeah, that watching the movie <laughs> yeah so this is this is another one of his earlier movies uh it's it's i don't know it's definitely a weird one it has a lot i mean it has again we're saying it every episode the kid logic very strong here <laughs> some of the strongest off, off the charts in this it's one. off the charts in this one it's truly yeah. It, is, it barely makes sense in some parts. Oh, yeah. It's uh, rules. Uh, <laughs> it, great color work, as per usual. Oh, yeah. Lots of yeah. drenched in crazy colors in this oh, one. Yeah. A lot of blue and red, as usual. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. blue and red. This one felt very radioactive dreams. Like, in yeah, there's a lot of it, yeah. 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 it was especially, like that, like by like Jason and the Argonauts kind of like vibes at certain times. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of, it goes kind of, it gets really all over the place in this one yeah. uh i it truly I think did, we need it to felt just like an old movie like in like yeah. a big epic using old-timey special effects but yeah, yeah. 
This is another yeah. one where he just like gets like huge crowds of people to be in the movie. Yeah, which, which I love. Which is awesome. so awesome. Yeah, no, I love. Great. I wrote it down like lots yeah. of extras, cool well, tram when they. He get shot it in, in apartheid yeah. era South Africa. Yeesh. Wow, damn! I didn't. Which I didn't is know uh, that. not fun <laughs> to know. Yeah, no. God damn. I mean, you know, which which honestly makes the politics of the movie even more awesome because of that fact. Like, just the non. The non-ideology that is ends up being portrayed in this, uh, you know, sort of post-apocalyptic underworld. <laughs> and to his credit, he he does say something like that in the yeah. feature I <laughs> yeah. watched in the blue. This is another yet another one that I have a very nice Blu-ray of Vinegar Syndrome put out. Vinegar, of yeah. Um, nice. I mean, we we just do have to start off immediately with. Um, Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland. Yeah. I mean, her her voice is. <laughs> my first note is her voice is actually insane. Like, yeah. So yeah. It, it oh, just, yeah. we just gotta say up top, Kathy Ireland doing the squeakiest squeaky voice. Yeah. Uh, she acts like a twelve year old girl. It, it, it was the entire for, movie. It for me, works in my opinion. I love her. I love her performance in this movie. I no, think I gotta, I gotta say it's this fantastic. Is, yeah, this is the second time I've seen this movie, and the first time I went away thinking Kathy Ireland's performance was really nuts, uh, and just the voice and stuff was just just crazy. Uh, but watching it the second time, I maybe it's also having uh, been just more immersed in the universe in like a concentrated way here. Uh, so I've seen like a lot of the stuff around. I, I'm like I'm noticing, you know, like all the colors and stuff and right away i'm like oh this feels just like pune's work like it's his mm-hmm. got his fingerprints all over it or whatever um so watching it the second time i and kind of looking for that kid logic i guess with her character and really everyone in this movie acts like a everyone. child yeah, yeah everyone's, oh, like, yeah. everyone's a tiny baby wild, like, so sick. yeah <laughs> I like but how innocent like, she is, though. She's yeah, very yeah. nice. She know? is doing something. Like, there's something to her performance. Uh, her voice is crazy. And, and it's it's clearly intentional, too, because there are several times in the movie where other people, other characters, tell her her voice is terrible. I, I would yeah. say more yeah. than several. I would say they won't drop it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's how I felt. I, I was yeah. like, I was like, I you think do this thing is... where we... Go ahead, Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, no, you please, I was just going to say, you you make a character talk like this and then you spend like a large portion of the movie bitching about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's cheap. It is a little, it's cheap, right? No, but yeah. I mean, I kind of loved it though. Cause like at the very end, well, you know, not to get ahead of myself, but sort of, you know, at the very end, it's like, you know what? Actually your voice is sick. Like that's like yeah. the lesson of that joke. Like yeah, people yeah. are shitting on it the whole time. And then it's just like, you know what? Actually tight. I love yeah. it. You know, like <laughs> I, that that kind of goes into this movie probably goes harder on the like I've I've never seen one where it's like the trope of like hot lady being told they are a nerd and ugly simply because they wear glasses. Yo, like, for, I know, that's a thing. That's one of my this first is the notes. farthest I've yeah. ever seen it go. Like I, it's so clear that she's a supermodel. And I love she, that he's like. <laughs> I'm going to cast a supermodel in the lead role and I'm going to make her a nerd. See, originally the script had her as kind of a Madonna-esque character and he rewrote it with her to be like more of a shy nerd because he saw that in Kathy Ireland. And I I think I think she does a really good job, honestly. I, 
<laughs> I love her performance. This is very weird. No, it's 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 great. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. sort of like I mean, so her voice was very indicative of uh forgetting the character's name, but like uh the cheerleader from Daria to me. Yes. Oh, um, that's, yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. But also Brittany? but also was or was that her sister? Yeah, I Brittany. Think. Yeah, I think Brittany. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think so. But yeah, so but it was like her Cleanse character her was sort of like halfway between like Daria and like the cheerleader. Like it was this weird like could never decide whether the character was like didn't know what was happening or was like too like very keenly aware of what was going on. I don't know. It was great. Like it was just all over the place in the best way. It was so good. Ugh. Uh, the the movie opens in this like 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 L A beach area and like she gets broken up with by her boyfriend in a she really gets, harsh way. She, she she, gets, he just like tells her, her like, like everything about her. You're a nerd. She's like yeah. extremely beautiful and she's wearing glasses <laughs> yeah. that are like, would I be hip today. Like today would yeah. be extremely. Like she looks cool as fuck cool. right yeah. now. Yeah. Like yeah, she no, looks. Not, yeah. <laughs> not only does she look sick, but like you know, I, you just. Frankly, she just gets like nagged by her boyfriend. Like that is the first shot. There's like slow motion birds. First of all, the very first shot of the movie is the slow motion birds with, with once upon a time, writing. That is right. a very important yeah. detail because the movie oh, yeah. also ends with slow motion birds and this is a story happily ever Wanda after or like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then immediately she's like hanging with her girlfriend on the beach. Blah 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 blah. And then she's like, oh, he's here. She's, like, so excited to see her BF. Then he just fucking reads her to filth. Just like, (laughs) just like, oh, you know what? You never want to do shit. Like, you don't want to go anywhere. Like, you don't like doing anything. To be fair, he is a stud. He is, like, a total stud. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, well, I mean. (laughs) And then she's like. Didn't want to go rock climbing. Didn't want to go Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) When he was saying all that stuff, I was like, you know, these are. If she's saying no to all this stuff. That's pretty valid. Maybe they should break up. Maybe you should just break (laughs) up. Well, see. You don't have to be mean. I'm one of the like least fun. You don't have to be mean. Well, see, I'm one of the least fun people in the world, so I identify with her not wanting to do anything. <laughs> but at the same time, it's one of those situations where you're in a you're thrown into a movie universe and you're like, how did this exist in the first place? And this scene even attempts to address that. You know, like so she's like, I'll change for you. Like, what don't you like about me? He's like, yeah. your glasses make you look like a nerd. You dress like Stupid! I hate you. You know, like <laughs> your voice. Sucks you don't wanna, your voice is terrible. Yeah, your voice and you is don't want to do anything. And she, and she does. Yeah, she does completely change all of those things basically over the course of the well, <laughs> yeah. Not really her voice. She still talks the same. Yeah, no. But. At the end, and, she was trying to sound like more mature. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. like look how much I've grown. Yeah, well, she's no, wearing a bikini yeah. at the end, which means that was yeah. well. I mean, yeah. I would. I think one of my so last cool. notes is like, <laughs> I don't know, like titty moment or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah titty yeah. No- moment, and then nerd arrow to hot. You know, yeah. like that was <laughs> yeah. that was the vibe. The of transformation. The- I do love that she. So she's dumped and she's having a bad time, and she basically a- asks God to right, do something yeah. for her and then it smash cuts to like the temple or the whatever. ruins yeah. yes yeah it's like god does this to her dude yeah. like this is that moment was like the like the peak kid logic moment i think of any movie i've seen of his so far of pune so far like just 
having something like, please, God, like, <laughs> yeah. I just do something for me. <laughs> Nothing will beat uh, Captain America grabbing Red Skull's hand and Red Skull cutting his hand off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, that rocks. That's too crazy. Uh, Did you guys notice in this, speaking of Captain America, there was a part at the end where, like, this guy who is, like, uh, the guy that was helping her or whatever, someone else goes to attack him and he says, wait, wait, I'm going to be sick. Just like in Captain America. Yes. They use the joke. So so that's a joke from this movie that they then use two years later in Captain America. They, like, amped it up in Captain America. But it was just like, holy shit, this is, like. He likes to do that. The fake out type joke. He he likes characters to do that to other characters. Hey, Uh, and I'll say this. Alice, you haven't seen Captain America? No, I have not. It stars J.D. Salinger's son, Matt Salinger, (laughs) in one of the. That's a. Amazing. Worst performances ever. Proof that <laughs> yeah. there's sexism in Hollywood and, and film criticism. Kathy Ireland is actually acting in this movie. She blows oh, yeah. his performance out of the water in mm-hmm. that movie. I mean, I think everybody here would agree. Oh, yeah. Kathy yeah. is a better actor than Matt Salinger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I... Yeah. Kathy Ireland's I, I will, a billionaire. I'll have to check that one out, but uh, you know, I told Brian when he was asking me about this, I was like, you know, as sil- no matter how silly it is, I will get like too ideological about whatever this Captain America <laughs> yeah. movie is about, and I, I just can't. Do it. <laughs> I should definitely check out the Captain America. It's so crazy. Yeah, I will. It's, one of the yeah, it's, it's on the list, but yeah. yeah. I think it's funny that Kathy Ireland's just like a billionaire now. She yeah. like has like a, her like fashion line or whatever and has for years and years and years it's just very funny to me that she's just in this movie and now she's just like a super famous like successful (laughs) business person my wife sent me some article that was like about her being in this movie some like newspaper clipping and it was talking about how she was like trying to open up a brewery at the same time so she was clearly already uh, back then yeah she was in like ahead of the game sports illustrated like I guess she was just like a cover model or something, something like that. Yeah. Well, on there's two interviews on the vinegar syndrome disc. The other one is with Tom Matthews who shows up kind of later. And then at the very end, plays. Oh, guys, Tom Matthews. Oh, I can't wait. He plays Charmin. Oh, uh, Charmin. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's he, Tommy God. Jarvis, he, dude. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I know. He, he mentions though. He's like, well, yeah, I, knew, he's I was the best a big character. fan of Sports Illustrated or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ah, because I was thinking, like, was she on Sports Illustrated before this movie? Or, yeah, and I was like, oh, she was. We yeah. can. There's no uh, timeline here. We can talk about Tom Matthews. Yeah, I mean, to- Tommy Jarvis in this movie. So uh, from the basically the back half uh, Friday the 13th movies, the character of Tommy Jarvis, who's originally played by Corey Feldman in uh, – uh, part four of Friday. It's Corey Feldman, John Shepard in part five, and then Tom and Matthews then in part six. This guy. Okay. Yeah, he, he plays Charmer. That's his name? Charmin. Charmin. Like like the toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and, well, what does he say? He's like, he's like, I'm Charmin and smooth, or I'm Charmin and. I think he's like Prince Charming, basically. His. his... He, yeah, he's, he has a line about how he's charming or something, you know. His intro yeah. scene is. 
easily one of the best scenes in the movie, <laughs> I would say. Like, clearly, <laughs> I think. I thought it was funny. It's. I thought it was really funny. He's just instantly just being like, oh, no, I can't date you. Like, she's no, yeah, just I putting know, so many awesome. words in her mouth. I don't know. It's, just, it's, a, good, it's a good joke. I thought it was actually yeah. pretty funny and clever. No, it just immediately, like, you know... And not quite this aggressively, but, you know, I've experienced this to a lesser degree in real life, you know, <laughs> where someone just approaches you and they're just like, yeah, you know what? I've got a lot going on right now. I can't date you. Like, like didn't ask. You know, I, I just I just came into your life and like, I mean, look at me like I get it. But like, I just can't. And this woman is just like, I'm in. Atlantis purportedly, <laughs> you know, that's kind of, and I'm looking for my dad. That's apparently, you know, sort of what's going on. And now there's this man who is like, yeah, you know what? Don't kiss me. I can't. <laughs> I simply can't. Like what, what, like it's, it's one of those moments when you're watching any kind of, you know, media and you're like, I want the confidence that this person has, like even just a like a fraction. Oh, if I yeah, like had, yeah. if I had that kind of chutzpah, you know, if I had that kind of like, wow, I, you know, I would, I could be going places. Like this man <laughs> just, you know, sees a woman and is just like, sorry, don't even think about it. I got too much <laughs> going on. <laughs> like, I know, hey, I'm a catch. I know. <laughs> we should also say that Tom Matthews plays a, a major role in Return of the Living Dead, which is an yep. incredible ah. movie. He's in part yeah, two as well. One. He's in Mean Guns, another uh, Pune movie. He's, he's a, a, well, a Pune regular. Yeah, he's in Nemesis. Uh, mm. He's in some fight fighting movie that I saw. I mean, there's a whole... As soon as I think I'm at the bottom of the well with Pune... There's a whole. I pull up a fresh handful of shit I've never heard of. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Wait, Sean Astin is in this. What? This what... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lambert and Ice Cube. Like what? <laughs> that scene is also incredibly long. Like yeah. The, the introductory chart. It's one of the longest scenes in the movie by far. Like. Yeah. And like the you know substitute like. Italians for you know the Atlant Atlantis <laughs> you know underworld like well yeah this very Deep strange Roy. yeah an, an appearance by Deep Roy okay yeah, that was actor. Deep Roy I was no like, it's Deep Roy all right it, yeah well, from yeah from, let's step well, back stuff, a second because we like she's basically she's working all right did anyone get Masters of the Universe vibes from this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's canon. It's from like a yeah. year yeah. later. She's working yeah. at a chicken restaurant, which yeah. I know is very Terminator as well, but it's just like... She has her cro her work crop top on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Mm -hmm. It's but very it, funny to me. So anyway, she's trying to go find her dad or whatever, and like... Well, her dad, like, it cuts to a scene where her dad, like, goes into, like, catacombs or something, that's and there's, right, like, a blue that's right, that's light, right. and he walks oh, towards it and falls okay. into a pit. It's sick. Well, well, okay. Yeah. The lighting if, if we're gonna, rocks it, in this movie. That, yeah. that scene totally. is great. He's just if like we're going to flash back to that, right after that is one of my favorite lines in any movie ever now <laughs> is <laughs> delivered. Uh, so I think I might have this written down yeah, as well. So, well, so, well, there's a couple of them from around that time in the movie. Like I wrote down like three or 
five lines from that <laughs> little section of like that five minute period of the movie. But OK, so we were talking a while ago about, you know, open, you know, cut jump cuts to the ruins and you just see a man who you sort of ascertained is this girl's father in a little bit. But you just see this man sort of spelunking in some ruins, right? Mm-hmm. He puts his lantern down in this, you know, this, this, this tunnel of blue light. And he's got a flashlight and he slowly climbs up. He falls in the pit. Title card. Right. Then you see, you know, this timeline of or this, you know, sort of montage sequence of uh, a letter being written and delivered by plane <laughs> from Africa to to, uh, you know, uh, to our protagonist, Wanda. Right. Yeah, now and I, yeah. one thing I want to note about this is that. She goes into great detail in the first scene to you know, establish that, like, her mother's dead, her father abandoned her. Yeah. There's all this shit about her, but you don't know what her life is like at all in Los Angeles. She gets her mail delivered while she's on the floor of her job at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Who is getting we, their we... mail delivered to them at their at their place of work? Like she's like making making like a a, a so like she's getting someone soda or something and right, this guy's yeah. like, "Will you sign for this letter from Africa?" <laughs> it's like what the, what the fuck is going on? And then on? she like reads the letter out loud. But we learn in her conversation earlier that her mom died and her dad's an explorer or some, something. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. It goes to great lengths to establish, like, all these details. But then, like, where does she live? Is she living with this aunt that works at the burger restaurant with her? Like, Yeah, I think that's like, maybe the implication. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Anyways, so while she's reading the letter, you know, she's reacting, you know, having a little moment. And... I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just so beautiful. Someone's like, what's, you know, what's wrong or whatever. She's like, yeah. He fell down a bottomless pit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's my father's dead. He fell down a bottomless pit. It's just like (laughs) she delivers it in a way where it's not, it's not incredulous at all. It's like bottomless pit is like a reasonable cause of death. Right. Right. It's not, he fell down a hole. He not, not, he died in a cave Uh, or speed quicksand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's literally what my partner said earlier was quicksand. You know, (laughs) But he was just like, no, he he fell down a bottomless pit. He was flattened by a steamroller. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A giant anvil fell on him. Like. <laughs> oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, Raygun Bush, here with a little ad break for you. Now I want to talk about the Flinzer, the record label that my band is on. The Flinzer is an incredible record label, home to many awesome artists like Brian's Band, Bostonage, or how about Have a Nice Life, Planning for Burial, Amulets, Elizabeth Colorwheel, and so many more. You can get 10% off on albums and merch from these bands at nowflinzing.com when you enter promo code NEMESIS at checkout. You heard that right. Promo code NEMESIS will get you 10% off at the online Flinzer store. Now, offer does not apply to pre-orders or memberships. And to the future listeners, it will expire in 2024. So hop on it today and grab some cool stuff at a great price from nowflinzing.com. Now, back to the Puniverse. Here's a thought I had. This is a little bit of... 
uh, not on topic. Well, it is and it isn't. The lights and everything, you know, and how, like, so much of this seemingly took place in the hallways of, like, boiler rooms and stuff. I think Pune would have been a great choice for, for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Yeah. Instead of that no-name, no-talent video director that they got, whoever made Part 5 is such a piece of trash. Pune, Which one's Part 5? The Dream Child, where... He's like trying to put his soul in a fetus of in like a, a teenage right. girl. Yeah, she's okay. pregnant, that's right? So right. no one, no oh, one here no, is that's that epic stuff. Yeah, no one here is a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, huh? He would have killed one. He would have done a great. He would have done a great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I like I like the ones I like, but it's more like just like the first one and the second one in New Nightmare mm-hmm. and. I, can, I mean, I just haven't rewatched them in a while. I'm like way more versed in in Friday the Thirteenth and other stuff. I enjoy all the the nightmares. They they're bad sometimes, but uh-huh. so like watching them. He would have killed it. I think he would have yeah. done a great nightmare. It, I think it actually yeah. would have lent itself I, really well to his style. I don't now. I don't want Pune to put his hands on Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> no, it doesn't match. It doesn't mesh as well, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think there's something about but Nightmare on Elm Street would be terrific. I think you could like working with like the dreaminess of like a Elm Street movie, and with kind of like because you can you can do kid logic with stuff like that, and have stuff kind of be. I, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I think he could have made an interesting. Uh, I think he would have filmed it well. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I'm like a total plebeian when it comes to stuff like this and haven't, you know, witnessed uh. <laughs> a lot of it. But, uh, you know, from what I understand, I feel like someone like Pune would, like, do a great job of, like... Because the whole thing, from my understanding, is kind of kid logic, you know? It's like... Yeah, definitely. Can't go to bed. You, you die, and you die, you can't go to bed, and if you do, yeah. then you might die, and that... Sucks, you know, and I feel like that's like a great prompt for someone like Pune, you know. Yeah, I mean, even just giving him a few million dollars, I'm sure he'd have done something great. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a man. This is a man who tried to justify a, someone's disappearance in a movie because he was looking for the center of the earth. <laughs> you know, that is. That you got to do what you got to do <laughs> in the name of science. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but. You know, we we have this kind of understanding that we're like on an orb of sorts, a sphere. Mm-hmm. And if you went one direction, you would find the center. Like it's kind of like a defined point. Mm-hmm. So this this whole movie, I was just very fascinated by what is searching for the center of the <laughs> earth mean? What does that mean? It seems to mean that you got to find the right cave system. To, to like, get down, get down there. there somehow, but I, yeah, I agree with you because because you can't just drill. But that that seems like an entirely different task, right? Because it's like you know where the center is. Well, they meant they mention a bunch of other different cities and stuff too. Like it's got to be like yeah. toward the center. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> yeah. Guess, you know? Apparently, it's filmed in actual mines, like partially. It looks like it. Oh yeah. hell yeah! yeah it looks no, like they're it. great. They're great sets. I mean, it's that's. It sucks if I don't know. I hope as, I don't know. I hope no the, one got taken advantage of filming that <laughs> yeah, in South dude, Africa. Yeah. But I would not yeah. be surprised if it did. But it did look. It was clearly wrong to do. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it. You could tell they were like 
real sets and stuff. Though. Yeah, I not, mean, it did not look like cheap soundstage stuff. It yeah. looks, there, yeah, it looked good, honestly. No, it looks good. No matter how fun the movie is, there's like no justification for it existing under the circumstances that it did. We can think yeah. we can all be clear about that. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Cause yeah. He normally films in like Hawaii and yeah, California. Hawaii, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are usually where he films. It's interesting. Like I had this thought, uh, just now that this is the first movie we've watched where the, f- the opening scene doesn't like just kick ass. Um, usually he's got a really strong opening scene. Oh, I thought it, I thought it kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, this one just like the, the, it's like, just starts off. Like you're just like bemused by like Kathy Ireland. You're like confused, like what's going on for a while. But then as soon as it gets to the center of the earth stuff, when he, when they get to Atlantis, it looks fucking awesome. And like, there's so many great sets and it's like a, kind of classic just it's like blade runner underground almost it's not maybe not quite that well good but it's like, so terry gilliam i mean we yeah. just got yeah, it i, I feel like uh, talking yeah, okay. about well, that. Well, like it's we, so clearly yeah before we get to that i just want to say as someone who is not taking this like full deep dive <laughs> like y'all are right yeah, like right. i am i am merely a visitor in this realm that y'all have decided across the puniverse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I am merely a visitor in the puniverse. Like I am a, I am a distant traveler. I will say because, you know, I, I am of living limited cinematic experience. And otherwise I would have been less sold on the underground world stuff. If it didn't open with just this batshit insane thing where this man <laughs> is just like tearing this supermodel apart like (laughs) yeah i like honestly that helped because i was like not 10 minutes later or 20 minutes yeah i wrote down a couple time stamps you know uh oh yeah so she falls into the pit 20 minutes into the movie and it rocks really cool visual and it rocks yeah yeah incredible green screen moment also i'll say like yes the whole thing rules yeah, um, I wrote her wait, falling wait, wait, wait. into the hole is sick. Wait, and before she falls into the hole... Very Skeletor falling into the pit at the end of Masters of the Universe, like... Yeah. yeah. Before she falls into the hole is another one of my favorite, new favorite moments in cinematic history, which is <laughs> she's she's in the cave where her father has potentially disappeared, right? And she's looking around these ruins, and she unknowingly, as is... Yeah, as happens in ruins, right? She unknowingly activates a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> now, there's something that is very important to note about this Rube Goldberg machine is that it wouldn't work if there weren't all these skeletons everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> the Rube Goldberg is dependent on the fact that there's all these skeletons everywhere. Yeah. Like, that, you know, I would assume came after the tomb already existed you know yeah, well, but people the, are gonna the, come in here and they're yeah, gonna die the you trap know, wouldn't work it. unless the skeletons were there so i just have in all caps you know skeleton rube goldberg written down yeah uh, that's great but yeah 10 minutes before that she was just getting eviscerated by this shirtless man you know holding a surfboard 
Yeah, her flight lasts one second. Yeah. That scene, it's her going like, oh, and then she's there. Yeah, I w- I will say I will say props for the cinematic language of if I remember correctly, the plane when it was delivering, it was the same plane. It might have just been the sh- same shot reversed actually, <laughs> but the the plane was flying one direction when the letter was being delivered, and it was flying the other way when she was flying to Africa. Oh, so nice. props. Yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah, you know. I didn't even catch that. This one had stronger jokes than we've seen, I think. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like, the overall plot is more (laughs) nonsense in this one than almost any of them. It kind of loses a plot. Well, I mean, the plot the whole time is just her trying to find Find her her dad. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, but but the thing is... It makes no sense at all. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Her dad who abandoned her. but But so... It's just like... Stuff is happening. So I, well, I feel yes. Once she gets there, yeah. yeah. Well, so what? The, and I feel like I was gonna say the movie is loosely about her finding her dad, but the thing is, is like when you find her dad, it's there's just no payoff. You want to get out of here? I feel like we'll get to that more as we talk more about yeah. like different aspects. Of, but like, there's so many parts of the movie where it's like, yes, this is what the movie is about, and then it happens. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's done. Now that I think about it, Radioactive Dreams is also about trying to find your dad. We, need, is, to, yeah. we need to be on the lookout for this motif. For yeah. more, yeah. For more <laughs> f- the finding of the dad. I was really hoping that someone would be crucified in this one. Yeah, but, no crucifixion yeah. in this one. No one really well, flying off a cliff in this one He was trying to make a either. family film with this like, movie. Yeah. I mean, two people fall down a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Do pe- it, people do fall off? The- that is a common motif. Alice is. That, but a lot of people uh, just get knocked out, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's it's fun. Oh yeah, like the two little weirdos right when she gets down into the into the pit, they yeah, just kind of get like knocked out with Gus. a rock. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is named Loki or something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she like gets on that guy's car and it tips over immediately. They, they, so oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, the car it's, it's made like, awesome sounds too. Yeah, it was like a lawnmower. It's to imply that she's like big, right? Because they yeah. do that the whole movie. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. she's big bone, the big right. bone. Yo, I know that was another one of my favorites. Nonstop. There's sometimes when they uh, like try to show that with like camera angles a little bit or something to make her look big, but it's very inconsistent. Yeah, and yeah, like they, you mostly, you mostly have to rely on them being like that. It's the big bone lady or whatever. But th- the first time I watched this and she got in the car and it just tipped over, I was just like, "What the fuck?" I, I had no idea. Yeah, what was going yeah. On. I, I didn't get it at first either. Yeah. And I think it's implying that she's weighs. Yeah, she lot. weighs I, so much that she tipped the car over. <laughs> I think Pune was a short king himself. He is. Yeah. 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 R.I.P. Uh, because there's that picture of him standing next to Matt Salinger in the Captain America costume, and he's like, really, he looks like Danny DeVito or some shit, like really <laughs> yeah, short. Could be. Yeah. Um, but on the interview on this, he said that most of the people he cast or he tried were like five four. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And she is almost six. He kept saying she's huge and big. He's okay. like, and then he was like, she's almost six feet. I was like, almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but That's we funny. just eat way more corn where I'm from than where Hawaii, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. So the eye patch person and their crony, like, as oh. soon as I saw them, they, it was 
the, they're just Tim and Eric from the Meow Meow Beans episode. Of <laughs> oh, Community. yo, absolutely. <laughs> like, they literally just dude. I are. bet. I bet that they. That's inspired by this. Oh, yeah. I, I have to oh, think yeah. Carmen or someone, whoever wrote that episode. Well, yeah, I mean, whoever. Even, you know, even, you know, we mentioned the Gilliam thing like a, a little bit ago, but it's like, you know, like I was saying this before we started recording, you know, it's like I looked up, I was like, did this come out after Brazil? Because this just looks like this guy like saw Brazil and <laughs> like was like, yo, that's that's neat. I'm going to like, yeah. you know, do something. And that, that Meow Meow Beans bit is like also very indicative of like that same kind of like aesthetic, you know? Mm-hmm. No, and it so, definitely. Whether it is directly from it or not, this exists in the same universe, you know? Like, of, you know, like, yeah. There's like, you know, this sort of big brother esque government that's, you know, and this sort of like, you know, steampunkish stuff. Yeah, and... steampunk, like weird TVs and typewriters and. Mm-hmm tubes you know <laughs> it feels that a lot of that stuff with those villains toward the end and stuff uh they, oh yeah it really reminded me of like anime a lot like how it was yeah. shot and like uh, the whole thing the whole movie does honestly it's it, it's very anime in general to me that was yeah. a, a note that i wrote down there's a part where i think it's deep roy has a magnifying yeah. glass in front of his mouth it's like that is the most just ripped from Brazil. Yes. Like, oh yeah, exactly from the movie. From Gilliam. the movie, yeah. yeah. You know what? It kind of reminded me of this. Yeah. Is a, um, has anyone seen Lars von Trier's first film, The Element of a Crime? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. The whole movie is um, kind of like has this amber color. Like it really mm. looks like uh, piss Christ. <laughs> like the okay, but then oh, there's. Word. Yeah. Then there's a uh, shocking blue in in moments and throughout the movie and stuff. And th- it's from 88, I think. So mm. this honestly, there are moments in this where it reminded me of them, that Lars von Trier movie. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like yellow light in this yeah. as well, or like yeah. orangish kind of light. Um, um, I could see, yeah, that's really funny. It's like, yeah, well, there's parts of it too. I don't know what year this is from, but. Uh, this is 88. Is that a. Yeah. Oh well, this is eighty. I'm this this other movie. Uh, 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 it was like uh, the movie. I think it was Neil Young did under like a pseudonym with like the Devo was in called like Human Highway. Oh yeah, or something. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I don't know, and like a lot of like the the coloring and you know sort of vibe. Like I've never seen also, Human also Highway. Movie. It's it's yeah. it's like you know classic like barely a movie. You know, it's yeah. it's really good. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're like the whole time you're just like, oh, there's Devo. Sometimes you're like, <laughs> somehow Neil Young is making this happen, and that's just enough for it to be kind of amusing. You know, so re- highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, cool. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I couldn't tell you what happens in this. I know that she goes to the center of the Earth. Atlantis is there <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> They, it, they're very against immigration. Oh, yeah. Though. Like, this, like the entire time, there's just, like, voiceover. No, of, no, so, yeah. so... Well, they're aliens, and, yeah, they're just, like, yeah, no no strangers. The the Even more so than isolationists, because that was my first note, was isolationists. But they also are incredibly worried about being trolls. Yeah. Like, there's, well, there's like, tr- a troll bias in 
the government, you know. Some of the people they were calling trolls. It was kind of unclear, like, what was going on. Again, Meow Meow Beans, they're all, like, they're ones. They're, like, exiles. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, and, like, every once in a while you see, like, a purported troll, but, like, they don't really have, like, a defining characteristic. No, they're just people. <laughs> right, yeah. They're just, like, dressed in more raggy yeah. clothes, I guess, or something. And Wanda herself is even identified by a shopkeeper as a troll at one point and i and right yeah well i think she gets into their garb or whatever like all where it was those those rags well no no but but th- but this is but but this is before she this is oh, when okay. she is picking okay, gotcha. out the garb that's what i'm saying is gotcha when she's when she is like goes into the cloak oh she's like you you need troll clothes right because you're a troll yeah 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 gotcha. yeah yeah the shopkeep is like oh here's our finest troll garments or something and you know? right it's like <laughs> turbans and stuff too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like a, it's yeah like loosely a turban with just like a pile of rags on their head yeah yeah she looks like i dream of genie basically yeah it's yeah it's uh yeah. And that's what Sherman is a he's a troll too, and they meet in the the hall the hallways yeah. of Atlantis. Hey, another time, another place, you know. Another time. <laughs> Wait, oh, what's the whole line? I got it written down here somewhere. Maybe? Yeah, no, he says it twice. Like, oh, it's so good. Uh, I just want to say I love the scene where they go to the restaurant. He's like, I bet you never been to a place like this before. And then like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, they're eat, they're eating off of like the scroll, like, yeah, you know, menu. And she's like, yeah, it's just like a plate of like rice worms. crisps and worm sandwich. Yeah. It's like so fucking, Yo, fun. Also, it rocks. Like that's just so, such yeah. a cool, I love that aesthetic, whatever that was like that single shot of like the plate of the worm sandwich with like the, Multicolored like puff, like Klingon food. I love that. I just want a whole world of that. Yeah, yeah, no, it fucking rocked. the The other thing that's important about that moment is that the food makes a sound like it's like very alive. I don't yeah, know if yeah, you heard right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah when he eats like it. he bites into it, and there's this little like. Eh. Yeah, it's like screech, little scream. <laughs> it's like tiny scream, and it's like. Damn, he's flexing that he's like taking a worm life right now while you know eating the chef special. (laughs) My favorite joke in it is when she like parts ways from. There's like this whole other character who's not Charmin. It's like this minor guy that like is helping her. Oh yeah, Gus. Right. Yeah. She uh, parts ways with them and then immediately gets caught. And then she's like handcuffed on this like moving car. And she passes him. She's like, "Hi guys." She's like, "Yeah." Handcuffed. I thought I, I genuinely laughed out loud. I was like, "That's a pretty good joke." Yeah, yeah. No, she gets absolutely. injected. She gets injected by like. There's like oh, the creep right. who's just like prowling around. Yeah. Well, with so the syringe. So, Dude, I, I'd rewind that. I was like, "Is did what happened really have like?" Am yeah, I? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. This yeah. might be like you know maybe a little bit of an edgy way to say it, but like, you know, there's this archetype in movies like this. I feel like where it's like the homeless savant, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it's like kind of trying to invoke. And you're like, what is this person's deal? Yeah. And then suddenly it goes from like them knowing something to like, I'm going to inject her with something like there's just, <laughs> yeah. this, and then there's like a gag where like she gets knocked away by Gus unknowingly when she's about to stab her for the first time. Yeah. And then that's of absolutely no consequence 
Because she just gets stabbed like two scenes later. Yeah, a couple just right later. Just immediately. Like it's like, oh, it's not gonna happen. And then it immediately (laughs) happens. Yeah. Right. The other confusing thing about that to me was is I I was said I mentioned this a little bit before, but I don't understand the relationship of this kind of like mob joker fighting ring sort of organization. Oh yeah. yeah. And they never really fully addressed that. And the government. Because it's like usually in a framework like this, when you have like this overwhelming, like big brother kind of type of government, right? Your need for like peons, like a mafia type organization, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Usually you can just be fascists about it, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, I think it was like <laughs> kind of atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Well, like that. Like there's people in these pit fights, but that never comes into play in the rest of the movie at all. Yeah, no. And, and so this, this woman delivers Wanda's, you know, like sort of like loopy body to the mafia who mm-hmm. just immediately are going to sell it to the government. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> he even says that if the government's, if the, if the exact, it's like, if the government's going to pay for more for it, wouldn't this person go straight to the government? Cause it seems like there's no impetus right. for this person to like go to like the weird fight ring <laughs> yeah. before Hey, you know, there's this, uh, that's a place where they fight, you know, and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and that's it. Also, and the, the, what was it? Mambino? Yeah. Deep Roy, just great. Yeah. Deep Roy. And he's got eyelashes, the the giant eyelashes. (laughs) That was crazy. Sorry. That was killer. That was the serve. It was very good. I love the costuming in that. In general, I think the costuming is actually just pretty good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The look. That's what really just in general, that's my main like feeling with this movie is like, it doesn't hit the, like the super, super highs of like the best of his stuff for me. But like, I don't know. The stuff that really carries it is just, I think the look of Atlantis and the people and all that stuff just the vibes. It's cool. I mean, what this one lacks is story. You know. Yeah. I mean, and and a, and a good action scene. It yeah. doesn't Very have true, the yeah. great action scene. Yeah, that's true. The action in this yeah, isn't, the, isn't isn't so hot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, neither does Captain America really. But yeah, uh, I mean, in general, Pune's really good with action. But this one was not. Like, I feel like this looks better than Radioactive Dreams, but the story is not nearly as good. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly thematically, like, the most similar to that movie, I think, too. Um, Weirdly, Radioactive Dreams still has probably the best, a better set piece, though, too, with the giant rat monster that, like, eats the kids and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, like, an awesome puppet we we haven't really seen much more like giant puppetry uh yet. yeah yeah uh but that that is but yeah because in general this movie does just look better than that one but then that one does have that like awesome set piece that this one doesn't have that's kind of like i guess what i'm getting at is like the vibes in this one i think are actually like really good and fun and it is like probably the funniest of these but it is just missing that like action piece that that one set piece thing that makes this like truly as good as like nemesis or cyborg or something you know? well and yeah. and the closest thing to like an action sequence is again the like extended introduction of like oh fuck gus charmin's our boy now 
And then he just yeah. like randomly so kind of weird. fights like three to five people. Like lost track of like who was waking up from being beat unconscious. Yeah. Like it, it keeps changing, <laughs> you know. I like I. So he he beats up some number of people, and it lasts like ten minutes of an hour and a half movie. You know, almost. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it felt incredibly long. You know, and that's like the most action packed part of the movie. You know, like yeah. They should have just had Tom Matthews play Gus, have Charmin yeah. and Gus be the same character. Streamlined, yeah. And just I agree. had it be action adventure. I mean, I don't know. It's really confusing that they do split it up like that because it's just like, wait, okay, so who's this guy? So, sh- like, he's saving her? Like, yeah. And then he just goes well, away. The thing is, is like, they both are sort of acting as like the I save you guy, but then. They both disappear at some point, yeah. and then she is immediately caught. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like with both of them. Like, as soon as they <laughs> leave, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do something kind of clever to like fend for myself." And it's like, "Oh, sorry, bitch. Like, you're gonna like get caught. You know, like, it's like, oh yeah, like, oh, you know, like I've." Like, I'm going to disguise myself. Immediately after she disguises herself, she gets captured. You know, like, right right after Charmin leaves, she's trying to, like, run around, you know, do her thing. Immediately, just captured again. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> people get captured a lot yes, in Pew that's Movies. A, that's a that recurring is a, a very common yeah. thread. Right? <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say people get captured in yeah. every movie we've watched so yeah. far, right? Yeah. That's totally accurate. Sword and the Sorcerer, definitely captured and crucified. Yeah. Uh, Pune thing and a Coen Brothers thing. (laughs) Cyborg captured and crucified. Captured and, yeah. This is what we've got to do as serious critics and lovers of film is boil down the essence. This is perfect. (laughs) Getting captured is a theme. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, absolutely. theme of his movies. (laughs) That is... Honestly, one of the strongest themes is sometimes people get captured and free <laughs> two or three times in a movie, the same character yeah, yeah. in these. that It's crazy that there are like at least like three movies so far where someone gets captured and released like three times. <laughs> <laughs> that's, even that's nuts. Sword of the Sorcerer is also about getting yeah. captured a bunch. Yeah. And- yeah. It happens in Radioactive Dreams. They get t- yeah. like... Uh, absolutely captured because they have the key and he's like uh that one like crazy gang leader is like in there and they're like in the hospital bed or whatever the yeah the table (laughs) yeah i don't know every single one of these so far cyborg yeah he gets captured captain america even gets captured (laughs) at one point like yeah yeah (laughs) we'll see if this continues as we go on uh yeah uh, I don't know if they get, ca- I mean, they do get captured in arcades, spoiler for arcade. Yeah, I was just thinking, I think in maybe what I would consider his masterpiece, Kickboxer 2, there's no capturing. Oh, yeah. There's no capture in that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he finally breaks the mold. Yeah, and- he overcame his fear of cap- being captured and made his masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, his, his fear two. of captivity. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're... <laughs> We've done it on this one, Alien from Yeah. LA. I have oh, one more th- one thing that I want to talk Brian. about. Please, Brian. Yes. Oh, I was just gonna say, did you guys know that there was a sequel to this movie? I did not. Yes. Uh, full disclosure, I, I watched the sequel as well. 
Tell us about it. And is that a Pune movie or no? It is sort of a Pune movie. So it's like, uh, it's it's called Journey to the Center of the Earth. And it's just like, supposed to be the Jules Verne Journey to the Center of the Earth story. But so like... Which was the original title of this movie, I get, apparently. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense, too. I mean, Alien from LA doesn't really tell you what it's about. But it makes sense once you like see the movie. I like the title yeah. of this I like movie. it, too. I think yeah. it's good. I like it, too. And the logo, when it comes up, it's like, Alien from LA, XXXX. Yeah, the logo kicks ass. Yeah, no, so it fucking rocks. It's so good. Oh, that's, that's the thing I wanted to so add, was just the titles were like amazing. So yeah. good. Like, I want that on a t-shirt. I, I will say, though... One one of my notes from this movie is that the soundtrack was incredibly punishing. It just never stops. Yeah. There is literally music. <laughs> oh, it's it's constant. Wall to wall. A hundred percent of the time. It does not. And like there's times where like, you know, Pune, maybe this is also something that happens in other movies, but like very suddenly a character you either can't see or is like very far away in the shot or obfuscated in some way just starts talking. Uh-huh. And you kind of have to figure it out because their ADR is like super low in the mix. Yeah, and it's blasting and just, a song that doesn't like, fit the mood. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just like this. And, this is another one where like the songs are really good, but like the a lot of the score just like is going on for too long, like you were saying. Yeah, and like just not that good. Yeah, but like the songs kick ass. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was like when it when it rocked. Like there was some like shred guitar towards the end of the movie, and, yeah. I, and I wrote, I was just like, yeah this rules you know but there was so much <laughs> of the movie where i was like just stop for like one second please yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, a lot of his but, other movies are like that have kind of a problem like that too and i think that he was kind of shafted by studio execs a lot of the times and they would like force other music onto his stuff that, that happened with cyborg at least and yeah. i'm pretty sure with captain america or something i can't remember exactly so far still the strongest is radioactive dreams for me yeah. with soundtrack yeah 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 Vicious Lips yeah. has a good soundtrack too, which is around that time. We'll we'll have to do that in another episode. But I would agree with the uh, uh, Radioactive Dreams is the best music. Uh, yeah, I think from what I can tell, this is one of the more positive experiences Pune had on set and with the final cut of the movie. And yeah, he stuff. liked it. Like, yeah, as I was yeah. watching, I was thinking I could, I could imagine this being like pretty purely him. Um, there's a lot of times when it's like there'll be something like kind of sad that happens. Like when she kind of realizes that she's like stuck in the center of the earth or whatever, it plays like this really somber music for a moment. And like, this kind of kind of like really like kind of like contemplative moment in the movie or whatever. And I'm like, I imagine these are the kind of things that Pune's like always putting in his movies that are getting cut out. That fucking yeah. rules though. You know, yeah. like, I mean, cause you think about the movie house, you know, that criterion, they release that jazz, yeah, that, a wild Japanese. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah. that's an amazing movie. Yeah, but, and yeah. if they would just let Pune be Pune, I bet we would have something on the level of House from him, from from that man. Yeah, there'd be some out there shit. Yeah, but anyway, uh, tell us a little bit more about Journey of the Center of the Earth before we wrap this. Oh up. right, we yeah, so we totally that. totally got sidetracked on that one. But yeah, it's basically two movies that are kind of sandwiched together. So I think they had like Pune had started doing Alien from LA too, and they either like fired him or he somehow was no longer doing it, and some other guy came in and filmed like the beginning of the movie. So there's this like it's kind of in a way almost like 
Alien from LA and that like the beginning is really jarring with the stuff that happens underground in Atlantis, but it's got all these like people from uh, Alien from LA in it, like all that, like that weird lady with like the blackened teeth and like that mm-hmm. was like with like the crazy hair and shit like that. She's like one of the main characters once they get underground, and like the bad guys, like the eye patch lady and the other guy, are also bad guys in that. I will say in the interview, Pune says that. They had already filmed half of a movie and spent $8 million on it. Oh, And okay. he was like, hey, if you let me make this be a sequel to my movie, Alien from L.A. I'll do I, it. Or you sh- use the same cast and the same sets. I can gotcha. do this for like no money. It's the classic Pune story where yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I bro, no I can do this for no money. Yeah. Give me a job. But let me do it my way, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He refused to have his name on the sequel. His name's not in the credits, but it's on IMDb. And mm. like, there's the trivia it's talking about his struggles with that, I guess. Um, It'll have to be season two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so let's all go around. Alice, what we do on here is a, a Cisco and Ebert style rating system where it's thumbs up or thumbs down. Mm. So. So yeah, no stars. So, but yeah, we could start with you just if you just want to give a little, a little summation and a thumbs up or thumbs down. So yes or no? Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, with the expert politics of the underground world and mm-hmm. uh, Wanda's journey through, you know, being an alien, you know, in her own right, in many ways, uh, but also, you know, learning how to be both believed, not believed. Be hot, not hot. Uh, <laughs> and also the various woos she, she let out throughout the movie. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this... Oh, and the, inexplic- the inexplicable shot of a slug creature with a dramatic <laughs> violin chord behind it for about <laughs> half a second that I would have been remiss without mentioning. I really, I'm sorry, you know, I had to bring it up, but I give this a thumbs way up. Hell yeah. Uh, I was a huge fan and really appreciative of the fact that, uh, you know, y'all had me watch this and chat with y'all about it. I got to say, this was the most requested title of all of our guests. It was, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I was surprised that this is the one that most people wanted to do because I don't. Maybe people just. It, it has a great title, and if you haven't really have seen a, any of these, yeah, like yeah. Alien from L.A., sounds, yeah. you know, fun. I mean, so. it had a great title, and like I skimmed the plot line, and I was like, you know, supermodel being, you know, called a nerd that is underground <laughs> in, you know, awesome. something that it's Atlantis, <laughs> yeah. but also like she reads her dad's journal and he knows about aliens. I so there's, so not only is she an alien <laughs> in this world, but there are also actual aliens mm-hmm. and they use their ship to eventually escape. The whole thing is beautiful. It's, mag- yeah. it's, it's magic. Thank you all for letting me. <laughs> so if this was the most requested, I really appreciate that y'all uh you know, yeah, gave me the opportunity. Well, every, to chat I, about I had it. everyone choose like three, like their top three or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, and this was on like a lot of people's top three. Yeah, yeah. by far this was the yeah. mo- one that we saw the most. Yeah, word. And it, so thumbs up from you. Uh, yeah, big I'm gonna up. go ahead. I'm I've always go last. I'm not going last this time. Sure. Yeah, go for it. 
I'm going to give Alien from L.A. a thumbs up as well. I, I'm not going to lie. When I first watched this, I thought it was kind of punishing when I first bought the Blu-ray or whatever, but <laughs> re-watching it now, I don't know. Uh, maybe I was just in the mood tonight. I, I mean, again, I have no idea what <laughs> it's about, yeah. really, or what's going <laughs> on <laughs> in the middle. It's all just a bunch of shit. Ha- it truly is a bunch of shit happening. It's anchored by Kathy Ireland's performance, which I will go... I'm going to bat for. Again, I really like her in this. I really... I think she's really endearing if she's a supermodel, but you kind of, like, I mean, I just think about the movie Fair Game with Cindy Crawford and William Baldwin, and that's all about how she's a beautiful woman and stuff like that, you know? This is like a genuine attempt to act in a movie, and I commend her for her performance in this. And Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I give this movie a thumbs up. I really liked Alien from L.A. I would watch it if only for Kathy Ireland, Tom Matthews, and some of the other fun moments I have in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. I, uh, yeah, I really, I really like this one. I hadn't seen it yet. This is one of my, one of the ones I hadn't seen. And, uh, I, I really liked it. It, like I said, it's not, uh, I don't know. It, I, so far, I guess it's in the upper half of what we've done. So, I, but it's it's definitely it has a couple things that keep be, it from being like up there with um, Nemesis for me, or even Radioactive Dreams because I re- I really do like Radioactive Dreams. But I don't know. This one's just a lot of fun, and yeah, it it is. It was pretty hard to follow. I had to rewind a couple times while watching it just to like so many be like times. wait like wait what just. Where are we? Is that that's a different guy now? That yeah. If I look, uh, if, if, if I looked away for but ten seconds, I would have to rewind like a minute to make sure that like <laughs> there wasn't something more that I missed. Yeah, right. I just think that the vibes, the like world itself, like the you know going to the restaurant with the worm sandwiches and the Tim and Eric meow meow beans people and like all the monitors and Terry Gilliam shit like. All of that is so firmly in my wheelhouse of what I want to see from a movie like this uh, that, yeah, it's hard to not say it's at least worth watching once. And, I mean, we did we actually went this whole episode without mentioning uh, that this is very famously in a Mystery Science Theater episode, season five, Mystery oh, Science Theater. It. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, I'm sure maybe, maybe more people have heard of this one than for that reason. Like, maybe people have seen the... Uh, MST3K episode, but surprisingly, uh, I haven't. I yeah, actually I didn't, I didn't don't remember it, so I kind of want to yeah. go back and watch it because I've seen a lot of Mystery Science. But same. Uh, See, yeah. this is where that's an example of why Mystery Science Theater kind of scares me, and I've never really, really loved MST3K because, yeah. again, like I said. Maybe I am a hater. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to be, you know. I try to be a lover, and that show's all about being a hater. Yeah. Some movies deserve to but, be hated on, but but then sometimes movies like this Alien from L.A., it's like, man, so I think y'all. You know, <laughs> I do think, you know, even as sometimes as jaded as MST3K can come across, I, I do think that there is a, 
a love there to a degree. Yeah. You know, why not? But, I mean, you have to have like some, you have to like to some degree to like pursue it for that long. I'm sure they're, you know, they're having fun or whatever and stuff too together. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, like the, the way that I justify, justify my, you know, uh, my being a hater most of the time is, you know, if I'm able to quantify and sort of like really appreciate the things that I love, you know, I should be able to sort of articulate why I think something is like complete bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, we had our bad movie night, you know, Oh yeah, Uh, Ray, we, we did, we did a weekly bad movie night for a while. We kind of clown stuff. So, you know, I get it. Oh, yeah. I want MST3K to clown the right stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. No, and, and see, that's... And, but that, and I totally get that. Absolutely. And by that, you yeah. mean the movie The Right Stuff? <laughs> you better not. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's the wrong stuff. <laughs> that's one of Big R's top movies, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I like The Right Stuff a lot. I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh, thumbs up. Space. The oh, nice. Final yeah. Frontier. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up for me. That's it. Brian, have you you need to give it a thumbs up or down. I still, do, right? yeah. Okay, all right. All right, go ahead, sir. Well, I was going to say first, uh, and maybe this isn't the best episode to say this on since we just uh, told people that they could email us about complaints, but like, I'm not that into MST3K. I used to really like it when I was a kid, but Preach, now, my friend. now I'm like, I would rather just watch this movie. Uh, pretty much every time. Yeah. yeah. That's the, they do a riff tracks of Stone Cold. It's like, are you yeah. kidding me? Well, okay, Stone Cold yeah. goes yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, riff tracks is a different. I mean, I know it's not a different thing, but it is a different thing to me. Like, it I've, is I've, and I've, it I've, isn't. I've yeah. never yeah. liked any riff tracks I've seen. Yeah, I haven't same. either. They're pretty bad. But I like, I like Mystery Science Theater from, yeah. from back of the day. I mean, there's a lot of classic ones, but. I mean, you know, like. This is this is probably like indicative of it being worse than I remember, but I think the bullshit framing of them being trapped in space. I do enjoy that. You know, as opposed to just them fucking bullshitting about a movie, you know. Yeah. I mean, I do enjoy that aspect of it too. I, it's, it's like a very minor detail, but it's like It makes it okay. better, yeah, having Yeah, the... yeah. It it does it elevates the idea. It does make it better, you know, as opposed to like Oh yeah, like we are just some dicks like bitching about stuff. I mean, especially yeah. in the era of like podcasting. Huh, here we yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> I agree. And honestly, I should go back and rewatch like MST3K the movie, which is like I oh, yeah, I actually yeah. that's one of my favorites. This Island Earth is that one. I used to love that one. Yeah. yeah that I, that's I, like a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I originally I should, thought maybe that'll maybe that'll re- re- restart my my love of MST3K. Yeah. I thought that uh, and people have said it before on so I didn't know if this was or not, but I thought that our EP, uh, our first one, this Dungeon Earth was a reference to this Island Earth, which is the movie. What well, is sort of okay? So, so yeah, because that in that that yeah, that's the one that they do in that with the 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 Interocitor, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's just that's just a phrase that was floating around in my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I liked it though because it yeah. I, I I liked it because it reminded me of that movie. Because no, I do like the the actual movie movie. Uh, I got it, man. I had a great a great time when I I watched. I had. <laughs> It's like my parents were out of town, and my godparents' son, who was three years older than me, he was staying over at the house, and we were just like renting movies and 
drinking soda, you know, having fun and stuff. <laughs> but I watched, I rented Orgasmo. Whoa. Okay. Brain, yeah. Brain That's a Utah candy. throwback for me. Okay. And uh, MST3K, the movie. All three of those movies, the same night. I watched nice. them all for the same time. I was like, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's good. We're getting diverted right, I hardcore. Should, I guess I should rate it. Brian, oh, yeah, please. Sorry. Please yeah. rate this movie. So I am also going to give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it uh, a lot. Um, I've seen it before, and I enjoyed it before, and I enjoyed it more the second time in the context of like having more, like I said earlier, like a more uh, concentrated experience in the Puniverse or whatever. Um, yeah, it's, the sets are great. There's a lot of like extras and everything just looks pretty fucking cool. And uh, Kathy Ireland is performance is crazy. Everyone kind of has the same energy that Michael Dudikoff has in yes. Radioactive Dreams. Like every character in the movie has like that energy. They're all chaotic. It, <laughs> at times, it's kind of like holy shit. This movie is just like really going for it no one can maintain uh, an accent a movie where everyone's yeah. just doing what they want to do at all times yeah, yeah. basically right yeah there's like some like weird like theater like drama club people drama club performances uh but you know it's fucking rules like the whole thing I, just i love how crazy it gets as soon as they get to the center of the earth you're just like whoa there's like more going on here like idea wise than what you'd think from a movie mm-hmm. called alien from la yeah um and it so it has cheesy moments but it also is you know just legitimately fun uh movie to watch uh and so yeah thumbs up for me and that makes this another four thumbs up movie hell yeah. yet another <laughs> yeah. yet another only one is not four thumbs yeah. up. captain america was a house divided yeah two and two and that was split that was two and two I honestly thought that I was going to be the sole thumbs up coming into this until everyone was like super stoked about it. Um, no, this rocked so hard. Yeah. I was prepared for punishment tonight with this one, and uh, I was pretty surprised at how much I liked it, honestly. So. Yeah, I got I mean, into the spirit of Christmas, too, behind the yeah. curtain. It's the 22nd today. But. <laughs> yeah, it is Christmas in a couple of days. Oh, it I is mean, I absolutely uh, negative hate 20 this. outside. I absolutely hate this time of year. It is my least favorite time of year. And really? uh, this this was uh, a joy. This is like a right. new fond yeah. memory for this time. Hell yeah! I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, oh yeah! If, now if we, you want to plug some stuff, Alice, yeah, please. Okay, plug, well, plug your music. Well, yeah. before I plug music, I have to plug one more thing. I'm sorry, but mm, y- y'all just got y- y'all just got me thinking about uh, the holidays, right? Uh-huh. And there's a movie that I heavily associate with Thanksgiving that I really feel like y'all would appreciate and maybe people into this kind of thing would appreciate. It's called It's the Girl in the Red Truck, Charlie Brown. Okay. And it is a movie. It is. Uh, it was what Charles Schultz wanted his. He, he considered it his Citizen Kane, right? Mm. And it's like a 48 minute movie that is a live action and animation sort of mashup from the eighties about uh, Snoopy's cousin whose name is escaping me right now that lives in a cactus and sort of this woman in a red truck falls in love with a dog, you know, sort of like a B movie style kind of uh, romance, right? Uh, this looks incredible. I'm looking at it right now. It, it ends up, it ends up 
with a 10 minute long uh, roller rink scene uh, featuring the woman and, uh, you know, the cartoon dog. Oh, I've it's... definitely seen this then. <laughs> yeah, but it's been. You're just like dusting off. I've never even heard of this. A deep memory in the yeah. attic of my brain. No, I it I just am not often in an environment where I get to. What's it called again? What's it called? It's again? called it it in the red truck, Charlie Brown. Uh, the girl in the red truck. I am gonna watch this shit. Also, there's constantly just a bunch of cans falling out of this woman's red truck, which is a very interesting <laughs> detail of the movie. Anyways, I just highly recommend I've, it. I'm not often in an environment where I can recommend that to people, but I feel like the three of you would yeah, would very perfect. much appreciate it. I like Peanuts. I'm just going to say it. I, I do too. I, yeah. No, it's good uh, shit. Absolutely. I'm not a big uh, Christmas guy uh, myself, and... Some of my favorite Christmas stuff, if I have to have it, is is Charlie I mean, Brown Christmas. I mean, Vince Guaraldi. I mean, Vince Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi Trito. I I know great. how to it's, play most of those songs on piano. You yeah, know, yeah, it's like, really the only Christmas music I like. I would say, which you know, yeah. Uh, what about "Fuck Christmas" by Fear? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, hell yeah! It's just the fear rules. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, More beer, but, baby. Okay, please. so anyways, so yes. so so yeah, so that's that's my main. That's the most important plug I have. Uh, uh-huh. I also play guitar. That's an important plug. I would yeah. really, pre- I do appreciate that plug. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this shit. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's also it's on YouTube too. Yeah. So check it out. Great. It's, well, it's easy to access. Yeah. Okay. But Alice, yes, your music, yes, please. Yes. So uh, I also play uh, guitar and hoot and holler and. Uh, band called elizabeth color wheel uh i also play guitar and holler in a band called male thief i make electronic music under uh cyberbully which is uh you can find cyberbully all caps Bandcamp, and uh i make a bunch of other bullshit uh that i put under always louder forever bandcamp.com so all that's on the internet and uh you can check it out and uh oh yeah yeah there's a lot of music there, so cool. I loved that uh, uh, collab that you did with or not Lacuna. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Recently, that was like super fucking sick. Oh, thanks so oh, much. Yeah, yeah I, that thing had been sitting like on my computer for like three years. I would periodically just post on Instagram, like, "Hey, who wants to do vocals on this like weirdo mathcore <laughs> thing I have? Hey, who wants to do vocals on this weirdo mathcore thing?" I, and like. People would say yes. I'd email them the thing. You know, it happens. But, like, that was, like, three years of that. And Nat finally was like, you all want to do this? And we stayed with them uh, on that tour we did earlier this year and cemented it. Finally happened. Nice. Yeah. I got a second one of those coming. So that record. That's sweet. Yeah, so that record, I improvised the drums and recorded guitars over it. And this the second one is going to be I improvise the guitars and I'm recording the rest of the shit over it. Nice. Uh, and now I can. What was the name play. of that uh, project? Uh, neutral feedback. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. That that was really that was really fun. I'm really happy with how that came out. So thank thank you for uh, listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to check that out. I haven't heard that yet. It's cool. It sounds cool though. Yeah. yeah. It, it's you know it's yeah. It, Weird, weirdo kind of math core stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll mention again that uh, we now have an email address at 
across the puniverse at gmail.com for people that want to do the cyborg challenge or me uh, <laughs> and email. once again the cyborg challenge is scoring the film cyborg as if it was a silent film that means you take the movie turn the volume all the way down and you play music of whatever you like do it however you want are you, are, are you wanting like the cards too where it like cuts to the the screen where it shows the words. Nah, let's not let's not alter the magic. I mean, I guess if you want, you yeah. could put. It'll be kind of like a music video in a way. The full silent film. You edit. could put subtitles yeah. up if you want to, but I think honestly, you could. If you're nasty, you can do it. If you if you're feeling if you're na- it, that you're. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not that, honestly, I'm not. that. You're nasty. nasty in the bad sense, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, if you're nasty. If you put, yeah, you're but getting on film, Santa's naughty list. If you're, the whole point <laughs> is, the film is visual. Let's just turn the volume up with the music and just enjoy Van Damme's body as he fucking you know. I'm here to enjoy Van Damme's body. Does the split? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Anyway. Yeah. So across the universe at, at gmail.com, uh, we all, uh, all four of us kind of hang out on the Flinzer Discord. Uh, yeah, we haven't really yeah. mentioned that on any of these. So, yeah, look that up. Uh, we're on there. We're on there. It uh, is right. I'm on there. <laughs> we're yelling at our fans about their <laughs> Avatar 2 yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I would definitely rather watch Alien from L.A. any day of the week over Avatar 2. You Easily. can watch this movie twice. Oh, yeah. You and me both. And it would still be a more enjoyable experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I was more impressed by the sets and locations in this movie. I own this on Blu-ray. I would rather go to the store tomorrow... <laughs> Buy it again, and then on the highway, throw it out the window, then go see Avatar 2 again. So, you know... One time. And, you know, I know we already talked about this earlier, but this is my plea to really anyone that does anything creative, you know? And I, you know, this is one thing I appreciate about, uh, you know, both Chat Pile and Boston, if, if, if I may, but... If you're going to work within any kind of medium, right, do something with it. You're going to have yeah. millions and millions of dollars to make a movie where you can do any kind of CGI bullshit that you want to do. Make it fucking crazy. Make it look good. If you're going to if you're going to make art or whatever, <laughs> you know, and you are using a like computer or some wild other bullshit that you have like Commit to the bit and do some crazy bullshit with it, you know? Like, come on. Like, because then you get cool stuff like Alien from L.A. Yeah. Yeah, because with with something like Avatar 2, it's just like we're so punished by how, like, bad the Marvel stuff is right now. That Oh, God. Don't even fucking get me started. Well, just by the nature of Avatar (laughs) 2 not being as like embarrassing with like like one thing i guess i'll give avatar 2 even though it does have some quippy stuff it isn't like um they're right behind me are they it's not doing that the whole movie like (laughs) so like i think people are just watching it and it's just like played straight and they're like oh this is actually good because it's just i don't know i think we're so desperate for the slop to be good. Maybe there's just more furries out there than we think there are. Yeah. So, I, I think well, there absolutely are, are truly all. brain damaged. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think all hope for humanity is lost. What our parents enjoyed as adults is gone for us. Like it, 
exists in much tinier circles. We have to get together now at night and talk to each other on Zoom about movies to get any <laughs> semblance of what uh, adult being an adult was like in the 80s or the 70s, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's over with Avatar. Oh, it's, just, no, it's done. It's, I mean, it's done. I mean, you know. I mean, throw the trash out your window just directly <laughs> and just, you know. We were, it, it, oh, God. We were talking, you know, you were talking about, you know, you have some friends who enjoyed Avatar 2, and you vehemently disagree with them. As someone who has not seen the movie, I also disagree with them for enjoying the movie. <laughs> um Thank you. And, you know, I haven't kept up with a lot of this shit because I haven't, you know, had the money or the time a lot, you know, catch keep up with, like, new shit, especially frivolous stuff that I don't give a fuck about. Uh, but I have a friend who, you know, we agree on a lot of things, but he got completely, like, Marvel-pilled. He, <laughs> he watched all of them in sequence. And then he did that to his little brother. Wow. And I was like, Sean Parator. It's child abuse. Come on, kid. Get your shit together. Uh, <laughs> Is that really child abuse? Yeah. Probably say yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you well, know, I mean, let's not split hairs know, here. Let's not, you know. <laughs> Uh, all right well on that very positive note that art is dead and we're all dying and we're all dead uh we're (laughs) that's another journey across the universe (laughs) we never wrote an ending for this yeah well (laughs) tom cruise is jumping off the cliff on a motorcycle so everything's gonna be okay for us Uh uh-huh i do think he is just trying to kill himself that is that's my head canon is that tom cruise is just uh he is trying to die on on screen so (laughs) all right i hope it's like it's not a mission impossible movie it's like one of his in between those like night and day or the mummy or something (laughs) or like oblivion or whatever like totally pointless movie (laughs) Anyway, this has been Across the Puniverse. Yeah, bye. Across, Across the Puniverse. Across the Puniverse.